I once heard that if you're not consistent in your habits, it's because you don't want it bad enough or something like that. And let me tell you, I think nothing could be further from the truth. Consistency to me has very little to do with commitment or your personal desire. For me, consistency boils down to the systems that you have. And in branding, that is especially important. And that's what I want to talk about today. You're listening to Aesthetically Speaking. On this podcast, we're talking about all things branding, logos, colors, fonts, and the strategy behind it all. It seems like these days it's easier than ever to build an audience, but harder than ever to stand out online. My name is Rebecca, and I'm a brand strategist and designer. I'm here with my sister, Abby, a lawyer who needs a creative outlet. Together, we're going to talk about how to bring your brand to life. I know that a lot of us, maybe it's women, maybe it's specific personality types, tend to be perfectionists. And one of the ways that that shows up for us is that we really want to be consistent in our businesses, but we feel like we're not. And it really hangs us up because we think if I could just be more consistent, if I could just post more consistently or email my list more consistently, if I could just sign clients more consistently, then I would be able to grow my business. I feel like I have cracked the code on consistency. And it's not just about being committed to what you want to do. It's not just about making a plan or having an accountability buddy, even though all of those things can be helpful. I really believe that consistency in your business comes from developing a brand and having a system for using your brand. And that's what I want to talk to you about today because I used to really, really struggle to be consistent in my business. I knew that I should post on Instagram, but I never knew what to say. I knew that I should send an email to my list, but I didn't know what to write. And it was like every once in a while I would get this burst of energy to do something to move my business forward. But for the most part, I was just very inconsistent. And the only thing that I could do was serve my existing clients. And so I got in this kind of difficult cycle of working with my clients and doing things for them. And then I would finish their projects and I'd be like, oh shoot, I haven't done anything to grow my business. And even before that, I should say, I was struggling to even find clients to work with because I would have these one-off projects, but I didn't have people who were coming to me. It was, I was finding things they would ask me to do a random thing for them and i didn't i didn't have this like brand that was bringing people to me i didn't even know that that was an option i just thought i need to market my business more i can you know have consistent clients if i can just market my business consistently and this is the really cool thing about branding is that having a brand gives you a consistent online presence that attracts your ideal clients to you even if you are not showing up, quote unquote, every single day. And this is why my business works. You know that sometimes I say like, I have a boring business because I'm not doing anything crazy. All of the things that I'm doing are intentional and strategic, but they're also fairly simple because I have a brand that tells me what to do, that guides me in making decisions for my business. And it helps me create a professional brand image that's also personal to me. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs know that being consistent in your business is important for growth. And I don't want to give you any ideas that you don't have to be consistent, but I want to challenge this idea of what consistency looks like and how consistency doesn't mean rote repetition over and over and over again. 
I feel like on the heels of my inspiration episode about what to do when you're not feeling inspired in your business, it makes a lot of sense to talk about consistency in your business. And I really want to talk about consistency in your brand because that is my specialty. And I just want to take you back and show you that I know what it's like to be inconsistent in your brand. When I first started my freelancing design journey, you know, back in 2016 or whatever it was, I was all over the place. I would post the randomest things on Instagram. I had no brand. I had no colors. I had no logo. I had nothing. There was no consistent message or visual or theme or anything. It was literally just me sharing stuff. I think sometimes people will try to tell you that that's all you need. You could just show up. And as long as you show up, that is consistency and that will work for you. But consistency in my mind, especially for your business, requires a little bit more strategy behind it. So if you feel like consistency is just not your jam, and you know that you should be posting on Instagram or you should be sending emails, but you feel like you just don't know what to do or what to say, let me help you. Because for a long time, I thought that my problem was discipline and that I needed to be more disciplined in order to be consistent. And I do think that discipline is part of the equation of being consistent in your business. But more likely, is that you are missing some systems that will allow you to be consistent. Because here's why I believe people are inconsistent in their efforts. And I think this applies to everything from physical goals to relationship goals to anything else. I think the number one thing is they don't know what works. And it's really hard to be consistent when you don't know why you're doing something. So my first piece of advice is to sit down and just make two lists. First, make a list of everything that is working in your business. Do you have a positive relationship with your Instagram followers? Do you have a great team? Do you have consistent recurring revenue? Do you have an offer suite that you love, right? Look at all of those things and start to see the evidence of success in what you're already doing and see how you have created that success through some type of consistency. Then on the second list, identify what's not working. And this can be anything. Sometimes you're posting on Instagram, but you hate it. So you can decide whether that goes on the working list or the not working list. You might never send an email, even though you have thousands of email subscribers. That's probably not working for you. You might just feel super stressed out all the time, not working. You might be struggling to know where your next client is going to come from, not working. But knowing what's not working is going to help you make decisions about what to do next. And that's why I think this is the first step in being more consistent. So look at the list of what you're doing that's working. Look at your list of what's not working. Is there a way to turn some of your weaknesses into strengths? Depending on your business, your personality, and your capacity, answers are going to be different, but that's the whole point. There is not a one size fits all. I am not going to Huberman lab you into waking up at 5 a.m. if that's not what works for you. But if you do have an email system that works for you, is there a way that you could apply that same structure to your social media content? But the idea is to just take a really honest look at where you are, because that's the only way that you're going to know what step you actually need to take next. So if 
not knowing what works is one of the biggest reasons that you're not consistent. I think the next reason that you're inconsistent is because you don't have a strategy for doing what does work. And this is where I believe that my work as a brand strategist and designer and creative consultant can really help you to make key decisions about your business based on good information and good intuition. So a lot of my clients aren't consistent in their business branding because they don't know what their brand is. And like I said, I have been here. If you go back and look at my old posts, I used to use green and blue and pink and purple, and I was just all over the place. And I would find color palette or an Instagram account that I loved, and I would try and copy it as closely as I could for like a couple of months, you know, until I would find something else and be like, oh, wait, that's what I want to do. And I would do that. And I bounced around so much. And at this time, I was also struggling to elevate my business from a freelancer who did random jobs to an actual studio that provided some real value to clients and was sought after and in demand. And during this time, I had a conversation with a business coach and I told her that I felt like I wasn't getting people interested in working with me who really valued what I did. I felt like I was kind of ignored and I I just felt kind of you know, like I was all over the place. And I said, like, you know, I'm sure that happens to everybody. I'm sure that everybody feels this way. And I'm really grateful to her for saying, actually, that doesn't happen to me. She said, people recognize my brand. They seek me out and they want to work with me. And they understand the value of what I'm doing because I have consistently built my image over time for that purpose. And I remember I felt kind of embarrassed and a little bit frustrated, but I really took that advice to heart and I started thinking, maybe it's not about what I'm doing, but it's how I'm doing it. And this actually is what got me started in the process, what inspired me to start understanding brand strategy, because I knew that I wasn't making decisions based on good information. I was making decisions based on my personal preferences, which were changing all the time based on industry trends, which were changing all the time, based on what other people said was working for them, which may or may not work for me. So I sat down during this time and I said, okay, what's my strategy? What is it that I want my brand to be? I sat down, I remember driving through the streets of Dallas and I was making some key decisions about my brand. And the first thing was that I felt like I had a gift and I have a gift for listening to people and understanding who they are and what they want and turning that into visuals. And so I wanted to bring that out in my message more and more. And I have gotten a lot better at talking about that because I feel so strongly that your brand is a reflection of you and that your personality and your point of view should be reflected in the message and the visuals that you share. The second thing that I decided was core to my brand is that I was not interested in being a freelancer. I didn't want to do whatever odd jobs came my way. I wanted to be a creative studio that was setting the standard for the businesses that I wanted to work with, that was creating new ideas and not just following instructions from somebody else. So I stopped using language like, you tell me what to do and I do it because I wanted to emphasize the fact that I was the expert and that we were collaborating. 
And the very last thing that I wanted my brand to be, which translated to the visuals, is I knew I wanted my brand to be original to me. I wanted it to be high end. I wanted it to be feminine. And I wanted it to be sophisticated, but not so much so that it couldn't be personal. Because like I said, part of my unique point of view is that your brand can be a reflection of you and still be very professional and profitable. And so I wanted to walk that line with my brand. And those decisions led me to creating the actual brand asset for Rebecca Peterson Studio. And this is the exact same thing that I do with my own clients. I figure out who it is that they want to be, how they want to be perceived, what they want their brand to be. And then using words, we describe that. We find that brand message and we translate that into the visuals. And it's this exact same process. And this is the reason why it works because it's not just based on what we like, what we think will look good, what we think other people are doing. It's really based on what's right for you and your business. And that's what makes consistency easier. So this is where I think the system that you need for your business and your brand comes into place. So when I'm working with my clients, I give them a document called Brand Guidelines. And this is a very over-the-top document that explains exactly how to use the visual parts of their brand consistently and cohesively. So it gives them the exact color codes and combinations for their color palette. It gives them the fonts to use in what weight and what size. It tells them what backgrounds and textures they have, when to use certain logos and when to use others, all the variations that they have. And this system makes it really easy for my clients to use their brand. But being consistent in your brand is about more than just making sure that you're using the right colors. So I tell my clients that a recognizable brand is a repeated brand. And when we can repeat the same elements over and over and over, it creates more recognition in their business. But what I also want them to understand and what I want you to understand is that I'm not just talking about the visuals. The core of your brand, the essence, whatever your message is, your purpose, your vision, and if you don't have that nailed down, work with me so we can figure that out for you. That's what should come through your brand over and over and over. And it's not so much about the individual social media post having the exact right headline, although that's important. It's more about aligning every decision you make in your business to that North Star. So some designers use a phrase called bleeding your brand, which is really just a fancy way of saying that everything should reflect the brand that you've created. I want to give you a bunch of examples of this because I think the businesses that you see doing really, really well are building a brand. And that doesn't mean they're just using the same colors and fonts everywhere. It means that they are understanding the vibe that their business needs to have, and they're taking that and applying it to everything. So if your brand is about joy and fun, your images and graphics and tone of voice and overall ideas should be fun and joyful. It is so weird to me when you have some of these brands that's all about scaling your business with ease and not working so much. And that seems to be like their core message. And yet they seem super stressed in all their content. They seem to have a lot of problems and complaints and they're using really dark colors. And it's just like this disconnect for me. And I don't want you to have that same problem. I want you to really be honest with yourself and say like, who am I? What is my brand? And is that easy for me to stick to? 
Or does that feel like a stretch because it's not authentic? My client, Laura, is a YouTuber and she's a personal development blogger and she's been super, super consistent in developing her brand. And she has done it her own way because she knows that she wants to build a certain type of business and she's not interested in doing things the way that other people are doing things. So her YouTube channel is How to Get Your Shiz Together. And it's really not about having it all together, but getting it all together, right? That it's a never-ending process, that sometimes it's a struggle, but that it's a worthwhile endeavor. And so part of her brand is rainbows and shamrocks, and she's Irish. And so that was an important part of her personality to bring into the brand. And when we worked together, we really wanted to accentuate that. She is so consistent in her message of you can get your shiz together, even if things are hard, even if you're struggling, and you can see the good in difficult situations, and you can make beautiful things out of hard things, that it's almost like become her calling card, where these rainbows become a symbol of Laura's brand. And people will tag her in these pictures. They find like, oh, this has Laura written all over it. And it's not just the visual It's the feeling that comes along with it. So in contrast to that, and hopefully what doesn't sound totally contrary to what I just told you, but I don't want your brand to be boring. I want you to use your brand consistently, and I also want it to be inspiring and life-giving to you. And if you truly feel bored by your brand, I think you probably need to work with somebody who can help you dive deeper into the strategy part of what your brand is all about. Because your brand should give you this perfect balance between having systems and structure and creativity and flexibility so that you can be creative and also consistent at the same time. Because we are not robots. And the people that we want to sell to aren't robots either. So I want you to use your brand effectively and consistently, but I don't want you to do that at the cost of being inspired by your business. So My first tip for using your brand consistently without being so bored by it is to first create without constraints. Sometimes I will have a really awesome idea for something and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to be a podcast episode, if it's going to be a client project, if it's going to be a birthday invitation that I make for my son, right? I don't know what it's going to be, but sometimes you have these ideas and I just let my brain run with them. I don't worry about shutting that idea down. Once I've got that idea on paper, I use my brand and I'm saying that in a holistic sense. So the specific brand guidelines that I mentioned that say like, don't make your logo smaller than this many pixels or use this logo instead of that one, right? I I use that. But I also use my brand strategy that says, hey, this is your brand. This is your mission. This is your vision. These are your core pillars or points of view that are unique to your business. And I say, okay, where does this idea fit in with those concepts? And I ask myself, is this something that belongs with an existing offer, a new offer? Or is this something that I should create for my personal life that doesn't need to be part of my business? Sometimes you might have a really great idea or a really great graphic that you want to use, but it doesn't fit with your brand. And I think we have to be really careful, even when we're building personal brands, that we don't let ourselves just do whatever strikes our fancy. 
think we need to be more intentional than that. We owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our audience to do what we like and to do what is authentic and also to align it with our brand. The last element of consistency in your business and your brand is integrity. Your business is not static and your brand won't be either. It is a living, growing thing. So you can't expect that a brand you created 10 years ago is going to be perfectly relevant today if you haven't consistently reevaluated it and refreshed it. You've got to infuse new life into your brand every now and then. Otherwise, it just starts to feel like a burden. And it's totally fine if you don't get your brand just right in that first attempt because branding is a journey. And if you realize that you can't do all of the things that you want to do with the brand that you have, if it feels like it's not big enough to encompass everything you want it to cover, bring your brand to me and let me show you how we can take all of the parts of you and all of the ideas and all of the skills and all of the talents and find the common thread that makes it you and design a brand around that. I told you before that I feel like I have a gift for creating brands, especially for coaches and consultants who are putting so much of themselves into their business. I really believe that brand development is a process of self-actualization, which is why I have a really deep strategy-first process because I think branding needs to go beyond aesthetics to resonate really with who you are and what you want. So I use all of the psychology and marketing and perception ideas along with my aesthetic intuition so that I can give you a brand that is original and also a reflection of you. So like I said, think of me as your creative partner. I'm going to give you not just a logo, but a complete vision for your personal brand, which includes the strategy, the design, all of the tools that you really need to step into a seven-figure CEO identity and attract dreamy clients with complete confidence. Making decisions especially long-term strategic decisions about your business can be really difficult. And if you're really confident in your skills as a coach or client-based business, but you're not confident in your brand, it makes it really difficult to know what to do and to feel good about your choices. So if you haven't gone through a professional strategy and design process, I would encourage you to do that because it will give you so much clarity in your brand. I also want to empower you to make powerful decisions, to trust yourself as the CEO of your business, to know what you want and to know what inspires you and to know what your brand should be and to trust that. And when you work with me, I'll help you know when you need some professional guidance, when I can offer expertise and when you need to make a powerful decision for yourself. And I will help you do that so that you have that confidence in your brand, not just the visuals, but the overall strategy too. And once you really understand your brand, it will be infinitely easier to make more decisions. And once you've made those decisions, it will help you be more consistent. So you can see how it all ties together. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aesthetically Speaking. If you want to support the podcast, please leave us a nice review or connect with us on Instagram at Rebecca Peterson Studio. 